Welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tubes Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. Thanks for listening and hanging out with me here today. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. And what do I know? Well, in late 2018, I was diagnosed with oropharyngeal cancer and I went on to have a third of my tongue removed, both tonsils, the tumour, 30 lymph nodes and 30 chemoradiotherapy sessions. I also had a peg tube feed for 15 months and ate nothing orally in that time. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Hello, this is episode 26 of the No Feeding Tubes show and I'm your host Yvonne McLaren and I'm here to help you live your best food life with head and neck cancer treatment. Today's episode, episode 26, I want to talk about something that affects each and every one of us at some point and luckily for me, uh, it didn't affect me too badly Um, and well, when I say it didn't affect me too badly... When I was first uh, finished my treatment, um, and I had everything from the... I had surgery, I had radiotherapy, and I had uh, chemotherapy. Um, I took it upon myself to go and get acupuncture for uh, my saliva glands. And for me, that seemed to work. So that actually stopped uh, a lot of the, um, the dry mouth effect that potentially some of you suffer. From. So what I want to talk about today in episode 26 is eating with mouth dryness and I'm going to talk about three things. One is uh, quick dissolve foods, hydration and picking the right source. They're the three topics that I'm going to cover today. Now for those that know me and have been following me for a while know that my whole purpose of being is to talk about food I'm not a qualified doctor. I'm not a speech-language pathologist. I'm not a dietitian. All I am is all I am. Um, I'm a person who's been through head and neck cancer treatment. I'm a person who's had all the side effects pretty much that you can throw at head and neck cancer treatment. And I still, to this day, suffer quite badly from dysphagia. And um, I had a peg tube for over a year. So I want to talk about mouth dryness and I want to talk about it from my experience and how I manage it and I hope that some of the things that I talk about here might help you think about some of the ways that you deal with mouth dryness. Did you know that we, just a bit of a side um, tidbit for you, we swallow between 50 to 7 hundred times a day now if you've got a dry mouth that can be problematic swallowing anything and we know that even swallowing your own saliva in the early stages can be problematic and that's certainly what happened to me and that's when I discovered the joys of thickened water (laughs) but that kind of leads me to the first thing which is quick dissolve foods now I discovered these foods quite by accident and they are the foods that when you put them in your mouth 
on impact, you can feel them starting to dissolve. If you're Roman Catholic and you go to Mass, you'll get a Mass um, piece of bread tablet. And um, what do they call them? Um, uh, I just can't think of the word. But when you go to Mass, you'll know that those um, offerings dissolve immediately in your mouth. So that's what I mean by high dissolve foods. And they are a really good way, and certainly for me, is how I transitioned off my pig tube back to oral eating. But having high dissolved foods, uh, I found was a good way to introduce texture into your diet, particularly if you're on purees. And I've just talked about purees in episode 25 in terms of how you make purees taste good for adults. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode, go to episode 25 and have a listen to the purees. But if you're eating purees, high dissolved foods are a really good way to add a bit of crunch, add a bit of audible to that food eating process. And I also find that those high dissolved foods are um, a good way to swallow things if you've got really dry mouth. And I also preface that by saying have a water chaser with it. But high dissolved um, foods are things like go to a Chinese restaurant and they give you those prawn crackers. Um, they're really good. I I quite like that sensation on my tongue because I was so long without eating anything orally uh, and or I was getting really sick of eating soups and smoothies and sauces and you know puree that those high dissolve Prawn crackers from the Chinese restaurant were great. Papadums, I find, are a bit the same. So high-dissolved foods, rice crackers do them too. Um, So that's what I mean by high-dissolved foods. The other thing is making sure you're hydrated within yourself. I'm not talking about sipping water whilst you're eating, although that is obviously what most people tell you to do, and that's a great idea. I never did it, Um, and I never did it because I think psychologically I was still trying to be the person that I was before I'd had the head and neck cancer treatment um, undertaken, and I think that was more of a mental thing for me. It was like, no, I wouldn't normally do that when I used to eat, so I'm not going to do it now. So that was a bit of stubbornness on my behalf. I do notice now that I've caved in and I do... Generally, always have a glass of water with me when I'm eating. Um, not always if I know I've got a lot of sauce. But being hydrated is super important within yourself um, as an aside to just sipping water. And I also know that being hydrated um, sort of you know, still backs off depression too. I think my... Head and neck cancer nurse told me that if you stay hydrated, or my radiation team did, my radiotherapy uh, team certainly told me this, that staying hydrated actually um, helps reduce the chance of depression. So bear that in mind as well. I tend to always have soup chasers with my food or just hot chicken stock. I just like the ability to eat hot or drink hot stock with my food. Um, And the third thing that I want to talk about is picking the right sauce. We know that sauces are 
the, the mainstay when we're trying to eat food with dry mouth, we tend to add sauces to absolutely everything we eat. And I've read and I've seen people make comment on social media about tomato sauce is too acidic, um, you know, vinegars, uh, some <clears throat> barbecue sauces are too acidic or too citrusy or have too much sharpness or have too much. If you learn how to make the five mother sauces, and I'll leave a link below here as to what they are, um, you can modify the sauces to suit your eating capabilities. Uh, I know people always bang on about tomato sauce being too acidic. I make my concasse or tomato sauce. Concasse is the, the fancy, the fancy French way of talking about a tomato sauce. I take the skin off mine, I take the seeds out of mine and I add a little bit of brown sugar which just tempers that acidity and I use that as a soup, as a sauce, as a binding agent, as a way to get food down when I'm suffering dry mouth. <clears throat> Um, dry mouth we tend to focus on what's going on in our mouth and that dryness what we don't tend to focus on is that eating is a multi-sensory experience and I would say to you when you're going through that really bad bad stage of dry mouth and I think if you're lucky like me you kind of go through the period a bit and come out the other end if as you're listening or watching this you're going through that really bad phase where everything is just difficult um, in terms of having a dry mouth remember that there's other parts that you use when you're eating and you know you use your eyes you use your ears you listen for crunch, you listen for, um, you know, things around food, cracking open things, breaking open um, crab shell, peeling off shell, um, chewing a bone, all those things that we used to take for granted become problematic. And if you've got a dry mouth, you tend to just start to focus on the fact that you've got a dry mouth and we know that you have to focus and concentrate because you don't want to choke and you don't want to inhale. But just be mindful about the other auditory senses that you're using when you've got a dry mouth. I used to find that taking the focus off just the dry mouth helped me a bit. Um, it helped me get through the meal. It helped me take away from that focal point of just always having a bloody dry mouth. Um I know I don't know whether I've talked about this, but I did have the um, um, acupuncture to help me with my salivary glands when I was doing treatment. And if I did talk about this earlier, I apologise for repeating myself. But now, uh, and I'm uh, four years out, I have the other <laughs> issue now where I've got a bit too much saliva and I'm not managing it so well. It could be the cold air, but... Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you, you can get angular colitis, which is the soreness on each corner of your mouth, and that's from having seeping saliva. So, you know, 
Be careful what you wish for, <laughs> I think, sometimes. So that's the three things I just wanted to talk about with dry mouth. Um, quick dissolve foods. And the other thing is make sure that you're only taking small amounts and you're not trying to eat too much in any given period. Make sure you keep the amount of food that you're eating down to small um, uh, amounts on your spoon. I used to find that I was trying to eat too much, particularly bread, which is almost off my dietary list now anyway because I'd end up with this big, thick bolus of muck at the back of my throat, which I couldn't get down anyway. But a tip for you, I do. I have discovered for me that sourdough bread is slightly easier for me to, to chew and to get wet and to actually get down. So I don't know why, but it's certainly easier than white bread. I know wholemeal bread is easier than white bread again. So that's what worked for me. Uh, hydration, make sure that you are hydrated within yourself. Uh, obviously, when you are triggering your saliva glands to try and produce saliva, if you're hydrated, it's going to be a bit easier on them than trying to produce saliva if you're not hydrated. So make sure you're hydrated within yourself as well as having those water sips and the soup chasers or the stock chasers as I call them. And pick the right mother sauce or the sauce. There are five mother sauces in French cuisine. My go-to through my entire process was tomato, tomato concasse, tomato sauce, which I often turned into um, soup. And the other one was the bechamel, which um, is the sauce that you'd find in a fish pie, uh, lasagna, that cheesy white sauce that um, you use on cauliflower or when you're grottening vegetables or that sort of thing. They were my two go-to sauces. The bechamel tends to be um, a more neutral flavoured sauce and one that you could put and apply to a lot of different food, purees included. Um, but tomato sauce for me, I used to remove the skin and the seeds, took that acidity away. Uh, it's also a multi-sensory eating process. So I used to find it was quite helpful to take away the focal of the dry mouth was to remember things like how the food was presented from a visual aspect and using foods that had some auditory component to them like a crackle or a, um, a, a break or a crispness or um, if I incorporated that it often helped my saliva uh, come to the fore too um, you know, and we all go through that process where often smells make us feel nauseous. So you've got to experiment with things. But I'm here to tell you it does get easier as you learn what your body can and can't do um, and you learn how to manage and focus where you need to focus at that given time um, makes that process a little bit easier. So I hope you've got something out of that. Um, that's episode 26, Eating with Mouth Dryness. And I haven't talked about, of course, all those things like mouthwashes and toothpastes and um, there's all those things that your medical team will likely um, 
recommend for you to use and absolutely use them and using the right toothpaste not an alcohol based toothpaste and your dentist will probably talk to you about those things but because I talk about food I'm just talking about the food so uh, by all means obviously use all those things that your medical team will direct you to using to help you with the dry mouth but in my experience quick dissolve foods making sure that you're hydrated and picking the right source um, for your level of um, ability to taste and eat and swallow is really important. So thanks for joining me today. I'm going to keep it brief today, but that's mouth dryness and eating with a dry mouth. Hope you got something out of that. And acupuncture worked for me. doesn't work for everybody, but it worked for me. So if you haven't tried that, might be something to explore. Okay, thanks for joining me today. Um, I'm glad that you're here and you're listening. And as always, if you have a question or would like to make a comment, please email me, reach out, make a comment here on YouTube. Um, And if you're listening on podcast, please rate the show. That helps me a lot. Um, I know people are listening in, uh, but it's a bit like talking into a void sometimes. (laughs) But if you do like it, please rate the show. Um, It would help me out enormously. Great to have you here, everybody. Um, Eat well. See you on the next episode. Bye.